Winter Wonderland? That's the wrong answer. I'm Vi. And I'm Taylor. And this is all the wrong answers, motherfuckers. Ay, ay. All right. Well, today is my turn. And I am going to be doing the Wonderland Murders, courtesy of my dad requesting it. Really quickly, uh-huh. how's your day? How are you doing? We literally work together. Why are you asking me this? Because I, <laughs> this was the hardest thing to fucking set up tonight, and I don't know why. It didn't. It just matched right with the day. It matched right with the day. There right was a bird the in my ceiling. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to hurt myself. I work all day. <laughs> I was in a training. It was a terrible day. Anyways. Uh, Anyways, I'm Taylor, and this is what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're doing now. It's me turn. My turn. My turn. My it's turn. Me. I'm Taylor. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Anyhow. We're doing the Wonderland Murders. Do you know anything about it? No, I just know that you kept calling it the Winterland Murders yeah, for know. the longest time. Well, and I'm like, I'd get I'm drunk and I'd call sure it the Winterland Murders. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. Um. Uh. Just some high uh, trigger warnings for this one. LOL, high. Um, There are a lot. (laughs) All right. There are a lot of uh, drug addiction problems in this story. There's there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of white supremacist stuff going on in this story. Supremacist. Sopranos. Um. (laughs) In this story, um, so just kind of buckle up and prepare yourself. Um, there is actually a movie. Um, it's like a loose translation on this. It's called the the Wonder. It's called Wonderland, pretty much. Um, and it came out in two thousand and three. It's kind of interesting. I watched it last night as I couldn't sleep. Maybe that's why I was grouchy this morning. <laughs> okay, you never sleep and you're always grouchy. So I don't know if there's any correlation. <laughs> well. <laughs> I just need more Taylor coffee. Taylor left me fucking stranded this morning. I didn't know where she went. <laughs> I had to go turn the car. <laughs> I had a call game. I'm like, where did she go? All right. Let's begin. You ready, babe? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we have Barba. Oh, God. <laughs> we have Barbara Lee. Um, she was known as Butterfly Easton Richardson. That is a lot of names. That's a lot of names. Um, I'm probably just going to call her Butterfly in this because that's what everyone knew her as. Um, she was born in Sacramento, California. She was born October 17, 1958, and she died on July 1, 1981. She was associated uh, with the Wonderland Gang. It was a gang out of Los Angeles. What, were they like, was it a good gang or a bad gang? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more or less to the fact of, was it like, were they a higher up gang? I, no, I mean more like, you know, like there's like biker gangs where like they'll was, protect like was, children. Uh, it definitely wasn't that type of biker gang. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were kind of more of like, I, I don't know how to explain it. You'll, you'll kind of get the concept as I go along, ex- like, describing each personality that was involved in the Wonderland gang. You'll kind of go, what the fuck? Like, there was a lot of shady characters. It was mainly used as, like, um, 
trafficking heroin and ah, trafficking so, guns. So good gang. No, no, I don't necessarily <laughs> think any gang is really good. I think that biker clubs that rescue okay. the kids are. <laughs> okay. Do you disagree? Uh, no comment. <laughs> really? I don't know who you're talking about. I need a specific name. I don't know their names, but I know that they're the, like the biker gangs that um the children that have been like raped or molested. I, oh, they, and like, they come to their court yeah. hearings. Oh, okay. Thank yeah, you. They're, they're good. Okay. God, she so, knew what I was talking about the whole time. All right, fucking eat a dick. <laughs> all right, so Butterfly uh, lived in Sacramento, California, and she went to Cordova High. And actually, my dad went to high school with her. She was I supposed. Love your dad. She was supposed to graduate um, in 1983. 1983. She was supposed to graduate high school. Your dog farted. That's your problem. Um, <laughs> She dated uh, David Lynn, and he was kind of a shady character. Uh, David Lynn was a part of the Aryan Brotherhood biker gang. Um, That's what she meant by white supremacists. The two of them became very heavy drug users and later actually became police informants. Uh, And they traveled a lot to Los Angeles. And that's when they joined um, the Wonderland gang. I'm going to tell you a little about David Lynn. So, wait, I have a question. Yeah. The Wonderland Gang, do they have any affiliation with white supremacy or anything like that? Or is it just off chance that those two were a part of the Aryan Brotherhood then came into Wonderland? Yeah, it was kind of like one of those things um, where they didn't really say too much if they were white supremacists. So they were closeted white supremacists. I, I don't think so. As we get into this, you'll realize, like... There's actually a lot of homosexuality in this, and usually white supremacists, they don't like anything that deals with, like, unless you're a straight man, you know what I mean? Fucking your cousin, fucking your cousin. (laughs) In Alabama. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If anyone from Alabama is listening to this, we don't. They get those jokes all the time. They're fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) You're fine, right, guys? (laughs) But, yeah, you'll kind of realize, like, this is some shady shit. Um... David Lynn was born October 24th, 1938, and he died uh, several years later on November 16th, uh, 1995. Um, He was also born in Sacramento, California, and uh, he was a heroin addict as well. So super fun. And then we have Joy Miller. She was born uh, May 14th, 1935 in Illinois, and she died July 1st, 1981 at the age of 46 years old. Did you just say Illinois? Illinois? Is, is that not how you say it? I'm pretty sure it's Illinois. No S. Why well, I added an S. It's Illinois now. <laughs> Congratulations, Illinois. Um, but she died at the age of 46, and Joy was a severe heroin addict as well. And Joy had been arrested seven times for drug use and dealing. Unfortunately, um, Joy had breast cancer. Oh, And fuck. six months before her death, she had to go, like, a double surgery for both of her breasts. Um, so that was, that was pretty rough for her. I, I could just only imagine. Um, next, we got Billy. And his name is really... William Raymond Billy Durval. 
He was born February 14th, 1937, and he also died on July 1st, 1981. And Billy was Ron's, and I'll go over who Ron is. He was Ron's second in command. And Billy was a severe heroin addict as well. It was stated that Billy liked easy money, dealing drugs. However, in the end, he found himself kind of second-guessing himself. The business started to not sit well with him, and his conscience was getting to a point where he started to hate himself. Same, Billy. And he severely wished that he could get clean and sober. Oh, that's sad, though. Next, we got Ronald Lee, a.k.a. Ron McDonald. Yes, I think I pronounced that name right. I really do, but that's okay. What one? Yeah, I thought you were going with Ronald, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably how you pronounce Ronald, and I don't know how the f- Lanus, Launus? Yeah, close sure. enough. I'm going to call him Ron. <laughs> he was born May 18th, 1944, and he died as well on July 1st. 1981, and Ron is a pretty important character to this because Ron is the leader of the Wonderland gang, and he kind of formated, like, formated, what the fuck? He started the gang in Los Angeles, and he was actually born as well in Sacramento. So Ron served in the U.S. Air Force during the Vietnam Vietnam. Vietnam War. And actually, while he was over in Vietnam, he started smuggling back heroin. (laughs) Sorry. Taylor's dog is literally ripping open a toy right now. She's fine. She's having a good time. She's not barking, so that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, So he started smuggling back heroin, and you're not going to believe where he hit him. His butthole. Nope. In corpses of U.S. soldiers. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. So he was dishonorably discharged for smuggling heroin. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Not only that, Ron was involved in around 27 homicides in Sacramento during the early 1970s. <laughs> My mouth is on the floor. Yes. Yes, and in May 1974, he was arrested for the 1973 murder that he was involved in. But he was also a drug informant for the police. And when cops kind of used him as that, they decided, ooh, he's our key witness for a lot of other drug things, so we're just going to drop the charges. He, he was involved in how many murders? 27? 27 homicides. 27 homicides. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Drug bust? I mean, he... Serial killer. He served. He served for... I mean, a lot of the homicides were, like, drug deals gone bad. I know that doesn't give does an excuse. That, I was like, does that, that make it better? No, that doesn't make it any better. But um, because... At the time, like, let's be real, um, there was, like, a serious... I mean, there still is a serious problem in Sacramento. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. Still is in the valley. Yeah, of course. But I guess police felt that his 
drug two evils. I guess uh, that he was a drug informant. However, I don't know if police knew that he was like one of the biggest drug dealers <laughs> at the time. Are you okay, friend? No, dude, you your should dog's see her. butthole stinks so bad. <laughs> I don't even want to be here. <laughs> Welcome back from our commercial break, where I just burped in Miley's face after letting the dog out. <laughs> God bless me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, he did, Ron did serve three years in prison for smuggling heroin and cocaine across the U.S. and Mexico border. Why don't drug dealers ever go to Canada? Because Canada already got good shit, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, I always hear it's, like, they were smuggling drugs do you across know how the Mexican much, border. Do you know how much ha- harder it is to, like, smuggle shit through in from Canada? No. Oh, their border is, like, fucking on tight. Oh, on tight. On tight. <laughs> I mean, we the Millers did it so easy. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> God, fuck. So... Ron eventually uh, got married um, in, I think it was in Vegas. Don't quote me on that, but it might have been in Vegas. Oh, how cute. To Suzanne. And, um, you know, what they say, um, if you do drugs together, you're married together, I guess. Because Suzanne was also... (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And they got divorced as soon as they left. And then you're like, drugs. No, no, absolutely not. Suzanne was pretty heavily into drugs as well. Um, And they did their drug habits and problems, gang robberies, drug deals, all together. I guess that's Bonnie and Clyde. That's that's how you keep your marriage lively, folks. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Here's some marriage advice from you from a girl who's not married. But um, if you want to spice it up, you should probably shoot some heroin together. Uh, No, 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 no. Absolutely not. That is not. That was coming from a girl who is married. Yeah, communication is key. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) All right, so Suzanne uh, was born, this is all I can really find on her, she was born in 1951, and homegirl is still alive. She's still kicking? She's still kicking. Damn, girl, go Mm -hmm. off. Go off, queen. So we got some suspects who went on trial. We have John Curtis Holmes, and he was born August 8th, 1944 and died March 13th, 1988 and people used to call him John C. Holmes or Johnny Wad. I don't know why I said it in that type of accent. Johnny Wad. I just assume that that's how they'd say it. Johnny Wad. Johnny Wad, you want a Corona? Do they have Coronas back then? I don't know. Someone in the 40s let us know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> call your dad. Say, they got Coronas back then? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> so uh, John here, he was an American pornographic film actor, and he ranked ar- among the most pr- prolific adult film performers. <laughs> he are you talking I, like that. I don't know. <laughs> and he had over. 573 films, and Viley and I watched all of your <laughs> full of shit. 
<laughs> Peyton, if you're listening to that, that's so wrong. Taylor's full of shit. We haven't seen any of them. She asked me if I watched them, and I was like, why the fuck would I do that? I don't know. Sometimes she goes, like, really hard into this research, and she, like, <laughs> watches movies and shit. And I'm like, were you watching other types of movies, no, too? No, absolutely not. Um, anyways, we have Eddie Nash. Bruh, why are you giving personas to all these names? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, Eddie Nash, he was born April 3rd, 1929. Homeboy died in August 9th, 2014. When I tell you Mr. Nash was an, was an American gangster. I don't know why I'm doing that again. Because you're an American gangster. I'm an American gangster. <laughs> Mr. Nash owned many nightclubs in L.A., as well as restaurants. Of course, guess what? They were all used for money laundering. <laughs> so what he would take is he'd take all of his money, right, and put it in the wash. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get it nice and clean and crisp. And he would shove them in the dryer and then use the hair dryer to make sure they're extra crisp. And like a straightener on that. I'm just kidding. Like a stripper. Um, and he was also a pretty high up drug dealer. And... Nash is alleged to be the mastermind. Why am I doing that? <laughs> the mastermind of all of these murders. <laughs> Woo! Okay, Jesus Christ. Make our eardrums blow out. You're welcome. <laughs> Next we have uh, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All these names are like Raymond and Darcy. and Greg like Diles. Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name was... Gregory, yeah. <laughs> he was born on August 7th, 1948, and he died January 16th, 1997. Were you even born yet? Nope. Yep. Um, and Were you? Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. Old lady bitch. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was born when, uh, what's his fucking buckets up when here? When 9-11 happened? Yeah, I was late. <laughs> I was like in second grade, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you for making me feel old. Anyways, <laughs> so Greg was actually Eddie's, uh, Mr. Nash's, henchman. And he was one of the perpetrators in the murders. He was born in Los Angeles, L.A. And he was hired to be a bodyguard at one of his nightclubs. And also a gangster for, for Mr. Nash. And when I say this man was a brutal enforcer, um, on June 29th, <laughs> 1981, he was grazed by a gunshot fire from Dave Lynn's gun during an armed robbery of Nash's home. Like, and he survived. Like, he kept fucking going. Kinky. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not one of the porn stars? The porn star was no, involved this in that? No, no, not at this point. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Not kinky. Yeah, this is this is Greg. Pretty vanilla. Yeah, this is Greg, man. This was one of the bodyguards. And, I mean, he was this huge man. Henchman looking guy? Yeah, he was he was pretty big. Um, and uh, two days after he was shot, he was, like, sent out to go kill, like, David <laughs> and a bunch of other fucking people. Um, and, unfortunately, um, he, he did die of liver failure failure later on 
Okay, I don't know if it's unfortunate. Like, it's sad that he died, but also, like... I'm sorry, he's one badass motherfucker. Two days after you get shot, you're gonna go out and fuck some people up? That is a fucking gangsta. There it goes again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know how good of a guy he was. I can't say anything for any of these people. I mean, I'm sure it comes with the lifestyle of doing drugs and... Being a gangbanger? Being a gangbanger, I guess. Um, I don't know. Is gangbanger, like, a, not an acceptable term? I don't know. I'm not involved in any gangs. I could... Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if we're going to be canceled for hit, calling hit, you gangbangers. Hit, hit us up. I mean, actually, don't hit us up. Just let us maybe, know. Maybe don't actually drive by and hit us up. Can you, can you slide in the DMs and let me know, though? Um, but, like, I don't know. When I think about, like, this type of gang affiliate, I don't know why. I think of, like, you know the old school, like, Italian Gangbangers, Italian, Italian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, literally, like, that's what like the, the New Yorkers who are like super Donny, Donny. <laughs> um, I've been watching way too many movies, and apparently you have too. <laughs> no, just well, hang out with you. And, too much. and then the Wonderland movie that I watch—that's how they made it. Like, seem they definitely played that Hollywood twist off to it of how that gangster life was, like the poker game, like it was the gangster paradise. You see what I did there? Oh, God. And they had the cigar out <laughs> of his mouth. C- and they got the gold chain. That's so stereotype. I am so sorry. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> next up, we got Tracy Raymond. Why am I saying it like that? <laughs> McCourt. <laughs> his birthday is February 20, 20th, <laughs> 1949, and he died October 18th, 2006. And he was also a gang member for the Wonderland gang. And he survived um, the killings. Yeesh. Um, and uh, so what is to be said about this story? So you're going to be real pissed off because um, everyone involved that didn't die was acquitted. No one has been charged for any of these murders. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, and what's really going to piss you off is Tracy... Um, he was driving a stolen 1975 Ford. I'm going to fuck this up. I what got it. I one? got it. Nope, I don't got it. Yeah. Granda. 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 Wait, hold on. We talked to our consultant. <laughs> we used our one phone call. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Granda. Granada. Granada. Anyways, Granada. Let us know. Thank you. Okay. And um, so he was, he was pretty much driving the getaway car. And... Um, Everyone called him Tamouse Tracy. Tamouse? Tamouse Tracy. Come here, baby. Um, all right. So, as we know, like I said, these murders haven't been solved. Everyone has been acquitted. So, here we go. Let's, uh, let's get in it. Get into it. Get down on it. Mm-mm. All right. Of course, we all know the children's tale of Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Right? The this used to scare me when I was a kid. This isn't far off from that acid trip. You like how I did that? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Oh, my God. All right. So a drug house of Wonderland on Wonderland Avenue, high above the Sunset Strip. In L.A., it was a haunted hundreds of thousands of dollars in drugs a quadruple homicide so bloody that it would make the news for decades. Yeesh. All right. 
So it's on 1870. Oh my god. <laughs> 8763 Wonderland Avenue in Laurel Canyon. Oh, God. Fuck. Uh, a home. My brain went dead. <laughs> um, reading's hard. It's okay. Reading's hard, and I'm dyslexic. So it was like a split-level home with like a carport. Car- car- it, it had a carport. It had a carport. Um, and it had, like, an iron framework balcony, and, like, the family, um, had a minivan. Cute! Right? So cute. (laughs) Um, on the outside, it was very normal looking. However, on July 1st, 1981, four bodies were discovered. They had been beaten, bloody. L-A-P-D, shout out to the failures. Oh. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they haven't fucking gotten anyone. Like, are you kidding me? Um, Shout out to the failures. (laughs) Hashtag me. Um, Compared this almost to, like, the Manson murders. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the house on Wonderland Avenue was home to the Wonderland gang. How, How original. L.A.'s most successful distributor of cocaine in the 1970s. Um, Their growing operation had pretty much taken over the market. They were the ones, they were the go-tos for cocaine. The property was officially leased to Joy Miller, who did did pass away. Um, And Joy, like I said, was a longtime heroin user who had fallen in with the gang after separating from her wealthy husband in Beverly Hills. Joy's, Joy was dating Billy. So they, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. And like I said, Billy was second in command. And he was like the one who kind of had the longer track record with heroin. A lot of um, arrest due to heroin. And they had a really hard time finding jobs and holding on to jobs. Um, let's see, huh? So, Ron, he decided one day with some of his boys that they were going to create this criminal enterprise and they were going to call themselves the Wonderland Kings and a lot of people on the streets stated that Ron was a pretty fucking cold guy. Like he did not care um about really anyone, unfortunately. Yeah, I feel like that's how it kind of goes. Yeah, he was, he was a, like I said, he was kind of a shady dude. I mean, I think you have to be kind of shady to be in this business. Um, Ron had already spent some time in jail, like I said, for smuggling. Um, and also, he was one of the star witnesses for this huge murder investigation up in Sacramento, um, and the police kind of didn't think they missed their chance with him. However, he was a person in over 27 homicides. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how you missed that. Um, Ron's wife, Suzanne, also lived in the Wonderland house. Suzanne, they got married in Vegas, yeah? 
don't know if it was Vegas. I think it was like somewhere in Nevada. Okay, Canyon, Canyon, I don't know. It was Nevada. It was Nevada, I think. Don't quote me on that part. I just like, like glossed over it because I was like, whatever, no one cares about your marriage. Um, <laughs> I'm like, that's not how you should be married. But um, he, she was all, they were both pretty heavily in gang activity and drug dealing. Um, the most unusual member of all of these people was one of the famous pornography stars. John. <laughs> um, however, he was also a frequent guest at the house because he liked to take a little bump here and there. Some booger sugar? And, yeah, he really liked to mooch off of the gang's cocaine. How does that work? Do you, did you think he had to pay for it, or they were like... I think with certain statuses... I mean, free coke? let's be real. I don't want to say I know this, but hypothetically speaking... If you have a drug problem, most of the time you will never, f- ever have to pay for drugs. You'll figure out other ways. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if he was paying for his shit... He was fucking up. He was fucking up because Coke was pretty... That was like the height of Coke. That was pretty expensive. That, this was before cracked cocaine came out. Cracked. Cracked cocaine. Crack. Crack. <laughs> some, some crystal. Um, and... The thing is, cocaine wasn't the only thing that the Wonderland crew had revenue off of. They had revenue off of guns. They had revenue off of robberies, armed robberies. And also, drumroll please, heroin. Heroin. (laughs) Heroin. (laughs) We're there. (laughs) Um, And when I say that Ron was a collector of firearms, I mean... Let's be real. Ron, Ron got in dirty with some bad people. Let me kind of tell you how some things transpired. Okay. So first, we had Dave Lynch robbing Nash. And I'm going to tell you how all of that went down. So basically, what happened was Nash had um, some pretty awesome cocaine, supposedly. And um, there was an inquired amount of firearms that he uh, that Ron wanted. And so they met up, got together, and Nash was like, yeah, listen, you don't want as much as I want for my guns, so you're not going to get the guns, you're not going to get the cocaine, like, we're not doing this. And Ron got pretty fucking pissed off. So had John Holmes draw a map of Nash's house in order to go in and steal from him. And this is actually where um, his bodyguard got shot. Oh, okay. And they, him and his gang did an armed robbery of his house and forced him to go to his safe, put in his combination... And this gang stole $1.2 million. Oh. Not only of cash, drugs, and merchandise. They didn't really say what the merchandise was, but I assume a businessman of this stature had some pretty cool shit. I imagine like a dragon, big-ass dragon. I don't know how the fuck he got it. One of those really cute little dogs with the giant ass, like the Dobermans? Oh, yes, yes, one of those. And like for some reason, there's a tiger 
Like in The Hangover? Like in The Hangover. I don't know. That's just how I picture it because that's how the movie really was just like, it was like very Hollywood theatrical. Um, And so this kind of did not sit well with Nash. And honestly, if I was getting robbed and all this shit went missing, I would have been pissed. Yeah. Um, So Nash decided, we're going to fuck them up. We're, we're, this ain't sitting right with me. We, we're not doing this. Um, and they became very, very bad rivals at this point. So here we go. Um, on June 29th, several days before the Wonderland murders, um, that's when Eddie Nash got robbed and the bodyguard got shot. And then two days after that, we have some things transpire. And as crazy as it went down, a lot of people, innocent people, lost their lives. I mean, I don't know if I'd call them super innocent when... Innocent in this. I feel they're innocent. I know that they may have a drug problem, and drug problems are really hard to kick. Yeah. But... I just, John Holmes, the day on, on July 1st, John Holmes went to the, their home, the Wonderland home, three separate times that morning. Three separate times. Why? They don't know. He just was there three, three separate times. Um, there was this guy, Scott Thorts, Thornton, and he uh, he was like, oh, I, I was a witness. I did all this. To be honest with you, though, he was had the reputation of being a compulsive liar. Got it. So he so not to believe anything he said. Yeah, he was very much a com- compulsive liar. Um, and at four p.m. on July first, police received a panic phone call from a pair of fair, uh, furniture movers. Um, they were working next door, and they heard desperate panting and moans coming from the drug house, which is also known as a trap house. Trap house! Yes. And investigators showed up and were met with a horrible scene. Barbara Butterfly was lying near the ground on like, right next to the couch that she had been sleeping on, and she was covered in blood. We have Joy Miller. She was found dead in her bed, and her boyfriend's body was slumped at the foot, leaning against the TV stand with a bloody hammer tangled. She was, Joy had a bloody fucking hammer tangled in her sheets. Several metal pipes all over the floor. What the fuck happened? So, what happened was, these people weren't killed by guns. These people weren't killed by drugs. People went into this house and literally beat the shit out of all four of these people with metal pipes and a hammer. How did nobody hear it? That's a great question. Well, it's because the neighbors were moving in, and the only time that they would have heard it is when the people, the furniture people got there around 4 p.m. to start moving stuff in. How did none of the other neighbors hear it? I really don't know. I'm just assuming Los Angeles sucks. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like a kind of like a don't ask, don't tell type of situation. Yeah. Um, in Ron's bedroom, there was his body, bloodied, beaten, and almost beyond recognizable. Like, you could not recognize him. So they were really pissed off at Ron. They were fucking furious. Um, Billy, like I said, he was at the bottom of his, um, of Joy's, um, bed, all fucked up. The crime scene footage, um, is pretty intense, and I, I, I don't suggest... Looking them up. Looking them up. Um, I was kind of like, I accidentally stumbled upon, um, Butterfly's crime scene photos, and I was just like... Whew. Um, it was just, it was a lot. I think is seeing, seeing dead bodies, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's what I found when I stumbled across Dylan Redwine's Red, yeah. case. It was just a lot. It's a lot. Um, Suzanne, her body was found covered in blood in the floor, on the floor next to her husband's bed. Her skull bashed in, like it was caved in. Oh. Guess what? What? She survives. Yeah. Damn. She survives. And when they go to question her about, like, what the fuck happened, like, during this whole, like, this whole morning to afternoon, what happened, what is going on, she could not fucking remember. She couldn't remember anything. Was, do you think it was, like, a uh, amnesia type of situation? Or? I mean, shit, your head caved in that much. Probably. I don't think I remember a whole lot either. Does she remember now? No. She, she's never remembered what has happened. And I'm sure there's a, probably a lot of other struggles. Trauma blocking it. Oh, for drug sure. Drug problem. Yeah, absolutely. However, the moving company heard Suzanne's moans. Oh. That's how they found. Suzanne's pretty lucky to be alive. She made a full recovery. Sure, she has brain damage. And was left with permanent amnesia. But the only reason why this woman is alive is because she started to moan and probably tried to do something. And honestly, I think it's probably for the best that she has amnesia, you know? Like, I wouldn't want to remember what happened either. Like, it probably sucks for the case itself. Oh, yeah. But, like, for your own personal mental well-being, it's probably for the best that you don't remember what happened to you. So get this. Get this. I'm listening. Neighbors were interviewed. Uh-huh. They said, oh, yeah, we, we heard screams early in the morning, probably about around 3 a.m. The fuck? And you didn't call? Yeah. Well, given the house's reputation for loud and disturbing behaviors of all hours, okay. the neighbors just assumed that the gang was having a party. Okay, but here's the thing. Screaming bloody murder... Sounds different than a raging party. Yeah. Like, very yeah, different. different. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if I hear a, a woman screaming or a man screaming, like, I'm going to call the cops and be like, hey, I we mean, had a problem. I I I called a, uh, a welfare check on my neighbors when I lived in the apartments because yeah. they were screaming and it didn't sound like their normal Screaming. Scream. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Suzanne had been laying on the floor alive, broken skull, uh, skull for more than 12 hours. How did she survive? I have no fucking clue how she survived. Um, and uh, let's see here. So John Holmes was arrested on all of these charges 
four counts of murders because they found a bloody fucking handprint. And it was his? That was his. And he didn't get a... He got acquitted? So the problem was is that he confirmed that he was there that night, but that blood, that bloody handprint didn't actually match up to be his. So, yeah, yeah. So, John was arrested, and um, the police were kind of baffled by this whole thing, and they thought this bloody handprint would match John's, Guess who it matched? Who? Ron's. Oh, God. <laughs> and that's Ron's. Yeah, so it was Ron's handprint. Um, so the prosecution um, kind of agreed that Nash conspired all of this. Okay. And they were like, it's got to be, this is how it is. Like, eventually. Why, though? Why would he want them all dead? Nash? Yeah. Bro, this gang just robbed them. Oh, on Jan- yeah. On, uh, not January. On uh, June 29th. It, I forgot that. They just got fucking robbed. I mean, so Holmes was acquitted, and he refused to give any evidence during his trial. Any. And he served up to 110 days in jail for contempt of court. That doesn't surprise me. Yep. Attention. Turning next to Nash. So now we have Nash being looked at as a suspect in these murders. And police questioned everything, arrested him as the rival drug dealer in this community, charged him for planning the murder. Nash uh, was saved by a hung jury. Wow. Hung jury. That's it. Nash walked free until 2020. What? Yep. He was charged with drug trafficking and money laundering. As a plea deal, he admitted to bribing one of the jurors. No shit. Yep. He also confessed that he had stole items from the Wonderland house that night. Yeah. Fucking crazy, right? Yeah. But guess what? And now you can't, he's acquitted. It's you can't charge jeopardy. him again. Yep. Same fucking thing with OJ, if I would have killed her. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. All right. So Los Angeles Times uh, kind of reviewed the police lacking proof. Yeah. And um, so, of course, you know, this whole thing was in the news. It was brutal. They didn't have any evidence on anyone in this trial. They, did, they couldn't point fingers at who did it or how. or I mean, they know how. The fucking pipes were right there on the floor. But they had no idea what was happening here. And um, they kind of just were like, oh, he did it. He did it. Go ahead. Let's, let's go through trial. They went through trial. Lost the first one. Went through trial again. Double jeopardy. Can't charge him. Um, and, uh, finally, a few weeks later, about three weeks later, they got some new evidence. Here's a quote from one of the deputies. I think of, I think all of you are aware that there must be new evidence at this point, or we wouldn't be filing charges. 
Dun, dun, dun. However, law enforcement at this time declined to discuss the new evidence. Of course. Um, and beyond this, the investigators have not uncovered any new witnesses, anyone. And uh, Davison told a reporter, mm-hmm. Mr. Holmes is no longer with us, and because of that, I would expect that most anything he ever had to say would be ruled as hearsay as to Mr. Nash and Mr. Dials, which was his henchman. Probably. And to be honest with you, they didn't have any fucking evidence. <laughs> of course They not. had nothing. So they were just like, yeah, 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 we got evidence. We got this, like. Don't you? We got this. We're going to do this. And, of course, being LAPD as LAPD. They ain't got jack shit. They ain't got jack shit. So, moving on. Um, Na- Nazriel. I don't know who the heck that... I don't know how to pronounce that, and I apologize. But he was employed at the club that uh, Mr. Nash owned... And everyone kind of just was like, this fool. This fool did it. And Mr. Nash and Dials kind of just pointed their fingers at them and was like, yeah, he did it. And uh, he served two years for this. And he was released from state prison. And um, about, I think it was, he was serving in, after that he served an eight-year sentence for two pounds of cocaine. Which was valued at one million dollars back then. Back then. Back then. Back then. <laughs> Stop! You're wafting it back towards me. <laughs> God damn! What do you feed your dogs? I don't know. I don't know. Dog food. Dog food. Yeah. Um. So, at this point, they didn't have anyone. Everyone that they thought they had. They didn't have anyone to serve. Um, the John Holmes was let go. Like, they just, no one came forward. There was no new evidence. And we can't touch Nash, probably. Nope, not, not for this at all. And unfortunately, um, this case is still unsolved. Um, I think Nash died in 2014. And Holmes died in, I can't remember when, but he died of AIDS. Got it. He died of AIDS. And so there's some pretty intense, crazy shit. Um, Put that down. What? Sookie's tail. Looks like she's about to shit herself. Stop. You're ridiculous. (laughs) So Dave Lynn... Um, he survived, he wasn't injured, and the night, supposedly, of the Wonderland murders, his excuse was he spent the night with a male prostitute while his girlfriend, Butterfly, was among the dead. (sighs) Yep. Fucking all of, like, all of these, can you not? (laughs) She's tired. All of these people died, and no one has been charged for these murders. And um, probably the persons or 
the people's. person or the peoples who did it are dead. Already dead, anyways. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, um, you know, drug addiction isn't a joke. No. Gang violence isn't a joke. And it's sad that four people had to lose their lives over a fucking feud. And in that fact, you chose all the wrong answers. (laughs) 